clarity and overwhelm this week. A lot of because we just came back from the retreat. And I know you guys have seen a lot of posts from Alyssa because they attended the retreat with us. And we've been pretty quiet because we're absorbing and readjusting ourselves after all that having a retreat like that brings. So what piece of clarity did you get while on the retreat? What piece of clarity did I get? How fucking overwhelming my schedule looked. <laughs> uh, that was one of the things that I needed to be with Danielle and her vibe, like presently to have her help me look at and adjust and open up for myself because I had this belief that if I didn't have everything on my calendar, then I was going to forget because that meant I didn't trust myself. So there was a lot of clarity I received around that. So yeah, I think that was my personal biggest piece of clarity I came back with. What about you? So my piece of clarity actually wasn't something that we discussed or anything that we went over there because I honestly didn't have anything that I came in there really needing at the time, but something that really was solidified for me. And it's something I've been playing with for, I think, two, three years now is that I do need to go back and get my therapy degree and get my licensing here where I am. So many ADHD women have therapists, need therapy, work with people, but they're not getting the whole package that they need as an ADHD woman. They're missing that understanding and acceptance of being all of who they are without the judgment. I've been looking at it. I've been talking about it. I mean, Rebecca's been listening to me talk about this off and on for a few years, but I started the paperwork this morning. How, like, why should they care if you go back and get, and you guys, Danielle's already actually a, a therapist. She just doesn't have it in the state of Alabama. She, you did in New York though, right? I actually was out of licensing, had been out of licensing for a few years in New York. Well, quite a few years in New York. So why should they care that you're going to go through the steps to get your licensure for therapy in Alabama? Like what does, why does that fucking matter to them? Um, well, there's a licensing that I can get that will allow me to cover, I think, 10 states and be a therapist in 10 states. And I can do that during via Zoom and do full-on therapy sessions. And why is that important? Because there are so many freaking therapists out there. Sorry, getting on my soapbox that do not accept women as being ADHD and just try to dismiss us as hysterical, depressed, anxiety, all of those things. And emotionally unregulated. <laughs> so many uh, things. And so why is that important to all of you to know that it is possible to find somebody that cares and actually you can connect with? And why, what is that going to change or add into our academy? What's that going to make better about BSEA? I can legally go so much deeper, so much deeper. I have to hold myself back at this point from not crossing that therapist line because I do know what the line is. I know what that line is very, 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 very well because I have the training, but now I get to actually, uh, now I'll get to actually do it. And that's a big deal for all of you guys and for the entrepreneurs here who know that's something they need, but aren't in a space to give themselves like that gets to be a beautiful component of the academy now once danielle has it complete so which also gives me a bazillion more resources and all kinds of fun things mm -hmm. so what the fuck does clarity have to do with less overwhelm <laughs> let's dive into it so what does clarity have to do with less overwhelm when you are fucking clear on who you are what you're doing what your plan is 
overwhelm doesn't come into the picture. There is zero overwhelm when you are clear. Why? Because you're clear. There's no question of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it at, when you're going to do it. What's now, to do, do we all that? have moments of overwhelm? I, I want to get this really, really clear. Do we all have moments of overwhelm? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, you guys, overwhelm is, it's like any other emotion out there. It's an emotion. Mm -hmm. It's an emotion. <laughs> like, we cannot get rid of emotions. We can't. It's about how can we equip ourselves with the right tools, skills, and mindset to actually process through emotions and navigate the terrain of that specific emotion. So with overwhelm, that's a big one that we hear you guys say a lot that you're overwhelmed, you're frustrated. My shirt is just not cooperating today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the bloopers. Uh, we hear a lot of you guys saying that you're overwhelmed when you come in here. You're not sure how to be consistent. You're not sure how to be organized. You're frustrated. You're burnt out. You're, you've tried all the things. You've thrown the spaghetti at the wall, and even the spaghetti sauce isn't sticking at the wall on the wall. So you're, you're overwhelmed, right? So it's a big deal. And knowing how to lessen the experience of overwhelm doesn't mean that you're getting rid of the overwhelm. It means that you're better equipped for dealing with it the next time it comes up. So Ari says, what if I'm crystal clear about the 30 th 32 things you want to do? Uh -huh. That's not actually being, okay. having. I'm so glad that she asked that because I was actually going to ask you, Danielle, how does clarity overwhelm executive functioning? And there was one other, well, well it'll come back, but how do the, what do those three things have in common? The three things. So when you are crystal clear, your overwhelm decreases. When your overwhelm decreases, your executive dysfunction decreases and you have functioning. And part of having good executive function and being crystal clear and being out of overwhelm, understanding that 32 things isn't possible and being able to break those down into the necessary, the wants, the desires, and the plan for the future. Mm -hmm. So ADHD brain, we want to do all of the things. And right now. <laughs> and right now. But clarity is understanding that you can't and it's not appropriate and how to move ahead and design a life that you love. You said that's so weird. <laughs> but you love your life. So I, I think that's one thing that a lot of ADHD, especially women, think that if they're really crystal clear on what they're doing and how they're doing it and they're really organized and they have amazing routines that they're not going to love their life because they love the spontaneity. They love the chaos. I call it functional chaos. We can create functional chaos with clarity, getting rid of the overwhelm, creating less RSD, more function in your day. You can call it functional overwhelm. We can, you can create space for your squirrel brain chaos when you are clear on what that should look like and how that's going to move you ahead. When you're an entrepreneur, Having those 32 things on a list. I mean, that's really, really easy for the entrepreneur brain to have all of these things. And, oh, I want to start this new business. And I want to do this thing over here. And I want to create this. And I want to do that. But being in a clear, clarifying and being really, really freaking clear on what you want to do, you're going to create success here and build here and then be able to integrate that next thing, stretch and grow, stretch and grow, stretch and grow, stretch and normalize, grow. You can't do all of those things at once and have success. Every entrepreneur. So if you aren't hitting your financial goals and you have 32 things you want to do all the time, that means you're failing 
if you're not hitting your financial goals, if they are actually obtainable goals, let's be realistic, guys. Because I hear all the time, I want to be a six-figure entrepreneur. Awesome. I want to start 12 businesses. Awesome. How are you going to make those two things work together? Well, I can't do that. I need to do this and I need to do that. And I can't focus on this and I can't focus on that. And I'm, if you're not focusing on anything, you're not going to have success in it. I yes. feel like I love, I love ah priorities. Well, all ADHDers need, but none of us want to sit down and figure out. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> she wins. Yep. So I'm glad that's, I'm glad, glad you said that because that was the fourth thing. And when I was like, what's that word? Priorities, you guys. How you prioritize isn't going to look the same every single day. Let's just be honest. Like, we're not going to, like, no. <laughs> no. You. Yeah, that's boring. That's, for one, it's boring. For two, it's not realistic. For three, life's going to throw you curveballs. And your plan, your beautifully laid out plan, even when we go through the plan your plan to plan your plan some more with what, what we do with our members, life is going to throw you curveballs. And it's about, I feel like in those moments, for me personally, it when life threw me the curveball of my daughter's going to break her arm this day, like, okay, cool. But it's like, well, what is the priority now? Am I still going to focus on the 32 things that I need to do for business today that I need to do for my other, for my, like all the other things? Or is this the priority? I know that's like an extreme example, but this is like roll with it because hello, we also suck at transitionings or at least I really do. So it's about when you make the transition because life throws you a curveball, are you actually prioritizing in the way that's realistic for where you are right now? Not what you think you should still be focusing on, but what you actually know is the priority right now. Because I guarantee you, you guys know what the priority needs to be for you, not should, we're not shooting on anybody here. You know what you what your priorities are. And it, the problem is, is that we generally, we prioritize the things that we know are gonna actually move us forward on the very bottom because it's also the thing that makes us the most uncomfortable. So if you say, if you're one of the people who say you don't know what your priorities are or you don't know how to prioritize, I call bullshit because I bet you that you actually do, but you're doing it backwards right now because the thing that's actually the number one priority for you is the thing that's going to move you forward, meaning it's going to remove you from saying that you don't know what the priority is and that's your normalized state. Does that make sense how I just said that? Yes. And the other part of that, and I hear this argument all the time, well, I can't get motivated. I don't have the ability to be motivated and get motivated and do that thing. That's what's broken because I'm ADHD. Bull fucking shit. I have heard this excuse 9,000 times today and it is 11.15 a.m. What's the excuse you heard? I didn't catch the whole thing. I can't get motivated. That's what's broken because I'm ADHD. Yes, our motivation centers. I mean, our motivation is created by dopamine. Dopamine is our motivation, our motivating factor for our brains. You can freaking create your own dopamine if you actually want to. I think then it also comes back to what's really creating your dopamine right now. Or I think it comes back to that or your brain has just so subconsciously become habituated. I lost that train of thought. It's like your brain's become habituated to saying that, that statement every single time you're about to do the thing that's going to actually motivate you or move you forward. It's like, well, I'm not motivated today. I don't feel like doing that today. You're never gonna fucking feel like it. Like you guys, that is like expecting overwhelm to be completely eliminated. It's not realistic. To say that you're gonna feel motivated every single day to show up, for your business or for your health or for your relationship is not realistic. I'm going to be honest. I don't fucking feel like showing up half the time. I'm not motivated half the time. 
and then I have to, I walk myself through a process. I know how to get myself there to show up and do the thing. But when you are also coming from that, you guys have heard me say this a thousand times, but when you are coming from a space of, I'm not motivated, you're making it about you and how you feel and what is important to you. And as entrepreneurs, we are here to solve other people's problems and offer solutions to their problems, which means it's not about us, but we're making it about us. And that's a whole nother soapbox conversation. So I think my typical dopamine things only bring me to neutral. Motivation for me has been getting neutral by petting my cat and then learning something new or reading something new and that gets me going. Yeah, that makes sense. But you've created motivation. Okay, so as an ADHD, from a very scientific standpoint, as an ADHD person, you are, do not create the hormones on the level that you need in your brain. They can track that with brain scans. I've been one of those people that could get a really cool brain scan done and they could track all of those things. It's so freaking cool to watch and you can geek out on it forever. But understanding that you don't make all of those things on your own. So how do you create the process to get things done? Bring yourself up to neutral by petting your cat. That's amazing to do. So you've brought yourself up to neutral. So what are you going to do to take yourself to that next level? I think it's also really important to be okay with neutral. I think a lot of us think it has to be one extreme or the other. And that's not realistic either. That's like, I always use this example. Let me just here. We've got a visual for today. This is a ladder. Can you guys see that? The, mm -hmm. the, the little spirals here. It's a ladder. These are emotions. The ones that are like disappointment, shame, guilt, they're down here at the bottom of the ladder because they vibrate at a lower vibrational frequency. The ones up here is joy and appreciation, love, gratitude. And we're expecting dopamine or whatever motivates us to slingshot us from all the way at the bottom to the very top. And you expect yourself to have like American Ninja Warrior grip and hold on for dear life. And that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. People who have practiced that know how to shift themselves from the bottom to the top. But the other, those, the rest of us, we have to climb the ladder. So can you be okay with neutral? What if you're at disappointment? I don't remember what's at the very bottom, but let's say you're at the very bottom or the second from the bottom and neutral is three rungs higher, but you're like, fuck, I should be all the way up here at joy. No. Can you just celebrate the fact that you're here right now? Like this is neutral for you today. Like that's, that's a good spot to be in. The fact that you're strengthening your grip, you're climbing the emotional ladder is beautiful. It's beautiful. What are you laughing at? I need to find my ah! dopamine moments because punching stupid people is So you guys, Laura's a nurse. I have a feeling that's like, I can relate so much to that. Cause I, for those of you who are new, I'm also a nurse. It's like, People are so fucking stupid and you want to throat punch some people. Right now. <laughs> oh, Laura, thank you for that. So somebody else, uh, Aria says, people say it's not about being motivated. It's about building discipline. ADHD seers struggle with both, but it's not about discipline. I'm going to tell you, I know some extremely disciplined ADHD seers and they struggle with the same thing. It has nothing to do with discipline. Zero, zero to do with discipline. And I hate that people telling ADHD seers, you just have to be more disciplined and you wouldn't be so lazy don't get me started on that it's about discipline i mean we have to be disciplined enough to try to move ahead yeah discipline is a freaking four-letter word to me i don't get me started on that one learning to keep yourself steady in your emotional state is the goal does that mean that every day is going to be high joy state <laughs> no 
Should every day be high joy state? No, that's dangerous for your brain and your body. Should every day be lowest depressive state? No, because it can literally destroy your brain and your body. It's about learning how to move through the cycle. Some days are going to be high joy. Some days are going to be hard. And understanding that we have to have good, better, best days. Good days are your minimums. I don't call them shit days, better days, and best days. I don't do that because a good day is still doing something. Is doing something, keeping the tiny humans, if you have tiny humans to keep alive, and feeding your body. Yeah, sometimes that's all a good day is. Other days, your best day is literally getting every single thing done on your task list. We have, we all have those days. You want to know how many of those days I have? Maybe one a month. And I teach this crap. I am the queen of teaching this crap. I could teach it to anyone. I still only have one best day a month. Expecting the best possible outcome out of yourself every single day. A neurotypical person can't do that. So the thing that I want to add in here is the reason why I love teaching good, better, and best goals or good, better, and best days so much is because you are actually taking the time to normalize acknowledging yourself. And if you can do that, then you can climb the emotional ladder that much faster, that much more intentionally. So one of the things I tell my clients, like my private clients a lot is, well, if you're down here on this emotional ladder and you want to be higher, like, yeah, you can have your goal of what you're shooting for, like the emotional state you would ideally like to be in the majority of the time, but it's not realistic to shoot for the very top. It's going to be somewhere in here. And that's beautiful. And so what I tell them is, okay, well, if you're here, what's the one thing you can do to shift into the better feeling feeling right now and just hold it for 17 seconds, because that's going to lessen all of the negative bullshit that's riding underneath it. And when you can do that, you can, it actually allows you to pause and be like, Oh, like I'm really enjoying the fact that I can hear the wind chimes right now. That makes my heart happy. Like, and just sit with that for 17 seconds. Like it's, it's so much about being present, and actually being able to process, like Danielle said, it's about processing this stuff, you guys. Just because you're feeling an emotion doesn't mean anything about who you are as a human being or as a person or whatever. It's, it's just an emotion. And I feel like so many people get so caught up in making the emotions another label they're applying to themselves and making it mean so much about who they are or how successful they are, like all of the things. And that's not true. Emotions are just signals. That's it. It signals, it's going to tell you, it's your subconscious brain essentially saying, hey, keep doing that, or oh no, you're going to step too far out of your comfort zone, you better slow down and go back over there, go back to your corner where you feel safe, and that's, that is it, like down and dirty. Okay, so somebody just said, I have a habit of deleting tasks from my phone when I finish them, but then I don't remember what I actually did. So it can feel like I did nothing, even though yes. I know it's not true. So I, I understand wanting to delete it from your digital, wherever you're keeping track of your digital list. I am going to encourage you to start handwriting all of the things you've gotten done for the day. Handwrite it out on a post-it note, on a whiteboard, on a blackboard, on a piece of paper. I don't care where you put it, but keep a single list of all of the things you've completed for the day. Not what you have to have done for the day. What? you've completed for the day. And I think you're going to see a huge mindset shift in seeing where your successes are for the day. We always start our VIP sessions, every coaching call, even when I work for Agave, my first question to somebody is, what give me three things that have gone well? Always give me three things that you've gone done well. And people get so annoyed with me. Well, why do I want to start there? I've got to talk about that. No, no, stop, breathe, think what's gone well.
the instant shift in attitude and frustration level and overwhelm drops every you time. Guys, this is again, like this has everything to do with clarity decreases overwhelm. So if you can have clarity in what you do have to celebrate from achieve, like getting done today for accomplishing whatever, if you can write it down, have your to-da list, the things that you've gotten done, you're going to have clarity that you actually did get stuff done. You're actually not lazy. Like the story you might be telling yourself in your head, or maybe like somebody else is actually telling you, it's like, actually, I'm not fucking lazy because I did these things today. I'm not like, or I'm not just sitting here wasting my time. If you're somebody who feels like you waste your time doing certain things, it's like, well, look at what you actually did achieve today. If you got the dishes done, that's great. If you got your hair brushed, that's great. Like write it down. So here's the reason why I'm going to encourage you to handwrite it. And you notice I, I, I really put a big emphasis on handwriting something down. When you do that, your brain accepts the action better. Why? So it's a mini celebration for your brain, believe it or not. And it's a dopamine hit for almost everybody. So somebody says, do you ever get stuck telling your brain to go, but it won't? Is that a burnout thing? Absolutely. You're in burnout mode. And one of the biggest pieces of advice I can ever give somebody to like that is you have to have an accountability or a coach or somebody to go to to discuss that. Your best friend is actually not that person. Um, your husband is probably not that person. Having somebody who understands the ADHD brain and can help you get out of those that that cycle is huge. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a coach and I want you to hire me. That that is not why I tell you all of these things. I mean, yes, of course, obviously, Rebecca, and I want you to hire us and work with us. But get somebody who is the appropriate person to help you when you are stuck in that burnout mode, because burnout mode can turn into depression and other serious issues if you stay there for too long or you hyper-focus on it. There's a lot of studies out there, especially for the neurodivergent brain of being in that burnout mode too often. And I tell you this, not just because, oh, I want you to hire me. I really tell you this. I am living proof that living in burnout mode can cause brain damage and heart issues and, 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 and. I tell you this as a cautionary tale because I almost didn't survive living in burnout mode for a long time. If you stay in overwhelm for too long, you guys, it will lead to burnout. Keep that in mind. Overwhelm. I know it's not ideally where people want to be, but I feel like when we have that list of like 32 different things that we know we need to get done, one, like, do we actually need to get those things done? And do we have to get them done today? Like, if you really look at all the things that need to be done, what is the actual priority for you today? Like right now, for me today, that looks like getting one of my clients invoiced so I could get paid. And then it looks like getting my fucking groceries ordered because my husband just seems to forget how to cook any food that's in my house when I'm gone. So he threw, he let certain things go bad and ordered takeout food the whole time I was gone you doing so i had to order groceries like that was the priority today i did order my groceries when danielle and i did a body doubling thing accountability because i kept forgetting for the last two days to place my grocery order it is now done that was one of my top three priorities today understanding good better best goals for your days and i encourage all of my clients and i go through this process probably in the first month or two i work with them to create good, better, best checklists so you're getting rid of decision fatigue too mm -hmm. and understanding what that looks like for you. It does take time to put those together and understanding that burnout is a real thing. Overwhelm is a real thing. They are emotions. They are physical reactions to the emotion of overwhelm. 
and how to get out of them. It is possible to have so much clarity in your life that overwhelm creeps in here and there. If you're in burnout mode, get help, please. So if one of our members was to come up to us today and say, hey, I don't feel very clear over here in this area and I feel overwhelmed by it, what would you tell them? What process would you walk them through? I would walk, okay, first, what three things are going well? What three things are going well for you right now? Why is it going well? How did you get to that point of doing well with those things? And I guarantee you, it may be keeping tiny human alive. And tiny human may be a furry ver version or a, a two-legged mouthy one. What has gone well? Okay, so why aren't things going well? What about it is overwhelmed? Why are you feeling so frustrated about it? Let's get clarity on the overwhelm. And we're going to walk through, I probably have, I joke, I have a 90 question process. It's more than 20 questions sometimes. Sometimes it's two questions for somebody to be triggered and think, oh, this is why this is overwhelming to me. How do we break it down? Okay, let's create, let's make that process, that thing you're in overwhelm about easier and less stressful and less overwhelming. And then let me support you through every intention you set to get out of overwhelm mode. Let me support you to the next thing. Let's set it actionable, easy, bite-sized intentions for the next half hour, for the next five minutes. And then we'll set another one and celebrate that damn success when you get through whatever that intention was and take the time to do the steps in an order that's going to promote your body to get out of high cortisol, to get out of the high stress and to enjoy itself. It really gets to be simple, you guys. I feel like one of the things that puts me in a discombobulated state that feeds my overwhelm is when I'm trying to overcomp everything, overcomplicate everything, because it can't possibly actually be simple. Yes, it can. <laughs> it actually really can. And I think one of the biggest clarity things from for me this weekend was realizing that my old pattern came up around my schedule and why it felt so overwhelming was because in my brain, less was more or more was more. And that's not true. It actually was less is more powerful. The more I see stacked on my calendar, the more it feels like my time is actually crunched. And like, I don't have enough time to take care of me to do, order my groceries, to do the things I need to do. And what I realized was actually over 75% of the things that I thought were important on my calendar really aren't important and they're just reminders. There's a different space for reminders. Let's eliminate a lot of the things that are on here to get rid of the distractions because it was those distractions, the visual distractions that was actually feeding my overwhelm. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that makes so much more sense. So it really got to be that simple. But my brain, when I had tried to delete all of those extra events that didn't need to be there, there was so much emotional bullshit tied to why they needed to be there. And my brain was, it was like hitting the green light and hitting the gas pedal for making excuses as to why they needed to stay there when they really didn't. Like having Danielle sit there and be like, why is that on your calendar? And verbally having to explain to her why that was on my calendar. And she's like, really? And questioning that, making me go through that process was, it gave me so much clarity that actually no. So I realized there's actually not that much in my day that's going to overwhelm me. It was looking at the thing because I look at my calendar all day long to feed that habitual state of overwhelm that I thought I needed to live in. 
to feel like I was busy doing something to prove that I'm not lazy. I'm like, wow, look at that. So what are you doing to create clarity today? If you don't know how to create your own clarity, come join us in BSEA. We have, I'm adding this in and no, I'm not asking for permission. We had ended a sale on May 1st. I'm going to give you today, end of day today. So 11.59 PM today. If you want to join us in BSEA at our all access pass level, it is $111 a month if you commit for the whole year, $155 a month if you want to do it month to month. And we will give you one week of VIP sessions with us for free, which is like the whole month is $7,500. So divide that by four for to get access to us. If you join our power hour level of BSEA, it is, we're having a sale right now for three birthday month. It's our birthday month, uh, $333 a month. And you get a whole entire month of VIP sessions with us to get you out of the overwhelm now, not six months from now, not 12 years from now, now get out of overwhelm. Every single person who joins us gets out of overwhelm within 15 minutes of talking to Rebecca and I, and no, I'm not kidding. I can say that for sure because every single person, and I know Lauren can say hell yes to that. And Catherine can say hell yes to that. And Rebecca can. Everybody can say hell yes to getting out of overwhelm immediately after working with us. So I'm going to extend that sale through end of day today, 111 a month at the all access pass level or uh, $333. I have a hard time saying that. $333 at the end of the month, but you get a whole entire month of VIP access to us if you sign up today. So if you want that special link to sign up for today, say message us in the comments. No, I don't want people messaging me because I. Oh yeah, don't message me. My day is insane. Don't say me in the comments. Yet, we'll, or Gina will catch Same you thing. and get you everything yep. you need. <laughs> please, please get out of our room today because it is absolutely freaking possible. I hope you join us. If you have any questions, please let us know.